Welcome, you're listening to Abnormal Japan, a podcast based in Tokyo. We share experience living in Japan while diving into abnormal topics. If you're an expat, curious about traveling, or just a lover of all things Japan, check us out. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. All the links will be in the description. Alright, let's get on with it. Hey everyone, I'm your host Bree. Welcome to season two. Last episode, we discussed the experience of a JET program ALT in Tokyo. Check it out. As always, I'm here with my co-host. Hey, what's up? I'm Ashish. I'm the JET ALT that was interviewed in the last episode. So, what's up? Hey. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is two years in Tokyo, reflections and goals. Because there is a lot that we remember, and then there's some things that we just want to kind of look back on. True, true. I tried to remember things, but you know, my memory is just... Yeah, that's why I was like, we got to do it now before we forget, (laughs) and maybe we can make this a yearly thing. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it almost doesn't feel like two years has passed already, but it has. We will share our reflections of our first year versus our second year living in Tokyo and some goals that we have for the upcoming years. All right, let's get into it. All right, so I wanted to start off with reflections. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about what was the focus in the first year, Mm -hmm. and then we can get on with the whole second year. Okay, so the first year when Mm -hmm. we came in 2017. Yes, we came in 2017, late 2017. Right. Um, so I would say the first year was a lot of survival mode and just getting our residents together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we finalized government papers, um, and we got our IDs, like resident cards, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Uh, Japan has national health insurance, so we had to make sure we got that set up. And you usually have to do these things within like your 14 days of arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, you just go to your city hall. It's kind of confusing and the language barrier does affect it. Yeah. If you need extra help, you can maybe find a translator or you can be ballsy like us and just go for it and just hope that... Just try to work it out Yeah, we use some Google Translate and honestly, you do what you can, just have your papers. Um, And actually, we got lucky once. Someone actually knew English there, so that was cool. Yeah, you'd be surprised that the government offices don't have that many bilingual people or at least i was kind of surprised i was shocked i'm like you want all these foreigners but you're not gonna have people who speak english well then it might be like a personality thing like the person who was helping us out they seem very like forward and kind of outgoing yeah i just feel like in city halls and immigration centers they should at least know english or a different language or at least have the forms in multiple languages yes that would definitely i think they're working on that We will see in the upcoming future. Yeah. Um, But we also had to work on bank accounts. Like setting that up was a whole other thing. If you want details on any of this, we did kind of talk about it in the first episode of season one. But we can make another episode for y'all if you want. Yeah. Um, We also had to set up phone data because we were kind of working with Sims, like prepaid Sims. And that was not working out. Yeah, we didn't have phone numbers for the longest time. And so if you need to open a bank account you have to have a phone number but then to have a phone number you have to have a bank account so like there are workarounds for that but yeah navigating that landscape was kind of weird i think how we got around with that was with a bank we gave them your school phone number at first at first and then um you change it later but it was just like okay we got to do one or the other 
Right, like, right, right. You know, it was kind of impossible at that time. It's like, okay, so what do we do? <laughs> but, yeah, and the usually places of work, if you don't have a phone number, you can use it. For, um, you can use their phone number so they will contact you somehow you yeah know? but i would advise like once you get the bank account and then you get your phone number then you just kind of do it as quickly as possible so that your whatever number you use that's not yours can kind of be corrected right but yeah that was that and then we also had to get wi-fi which that took kind of a while and we also went with a shitty company <laughs> so mm. yeah Ooh, that wasn't some... fun Mm-mm. yeah i'm not gonna drop any names we can talk about that another time oh yeah i might yeah. even do a video about it we'll see we're still we'll trying to figure see. out we'll like, see we'll gathering all the receipts you know mm-hmm. um also finding local markets because when you first move somewhere you, i mean you have like google maps or whatever map app you use but right. we had to like actually go to them and see which one was our favorite um we which also was the closest yeah which one was closest which one had more food right which one was cheaper um we also had to look at train stations and bus stops all that because we came here to do public transportation and walking um we were not gonna get a car we're like not like japan is public transportation friendly so yeah i was surprised at how much walking we do at first like not as much anymore but when we first got here we were walking everywhere yes like I'm not going to lie. I burned through a, pa- a couple pair of pants mm-hmm, just like same. walking through. But like that was really difficult at first, like navigating how to time it. You know what I'm saying? Like getting to the train station and catching the right time. Because like Google Maps, if all right, look, if Google Maps says like it takes 14 minutes to get there, just leave an extra 10 minutes early. Nobody walks at Google speed. Like, yeah, and it doesn't account for like hills, which who, there's a lot of hills in Japan. Who is this mythical person that Google timed? that is apparently the standard for all human walking transportation i don't know but there's this one route to a certain station and it they say it takes 14 minutes Mm -mm. but it's literally uphill with Mm -mm. like multiple staircases and then by the time you get on the upper terrain and you're walking it actually takes like 20 minutes like we've even walked fast yeah we hustled and there's like a what 30 percent incline yeah it's steep I'm like, 14 minutes now. So usually my rule of thumb is whatever it says to leave by, I always leave like 10 minutes early at least. Oh, real? Yeah. So we just had to like learn that area. I think most people do that when they move, you know, just like see what's up. And then we had to buy furniture for our place. So Mm -hmm. we had a lot of Nitori, Ikea and recycled shop stops. So Nitori is kind of like Japanese Ikea essentially yeah Mm -hmm. they do like uh furniture that's designed more for japanese homes that will work on tatami floors or that's like lightweight it is kind of like the ikea in the sense because they give you the instructions on how to assemble it and they deliver it and all that yeah yeah. and i think they're really helpful because like it's made for the area ikea is kind of a blend so it's still a lot of swedish stuff but they do cater to japanese homes Right. Because it's like completely different than American Ikea. Yeah. And they still have a lot mm -hmm. of the same products, but they have more uh, localized things as well. Yes. And then recycled shops are great because there's a lot of people who come here and move. And so they probably sell it to them. And you can get really good deals on appliances or just like a dining table or whatever. 
whatever you need it's great i'd say check that out first before Mm -hmm. buying new stuff and a lot of people tend to take really good care of their secondhand materials i've noticed a trend like whenever because i like going to secondhand shops like you know clothes shopping or like gear whatever like music whatever a lot of people especially in japan i've noticed there's a reputation of like the secondhand materials are still really good quality like occasionally you find some really beat up stuff but you know that's gonna happen because it's used but from what i've seen so far and like from what the things we've gotten yeah it's actually pretty good and some shops will um have like a sticker system it's like oh this one's like really good quality and this one's kind of like bad and you get to decide how bad of a um reused item you want to buy and there's some gear shops that just sell like little bits and parts of things true so you can build it yourself yeah so that's we focused a lot on that because you know we just moved to a new apartment and also learning survival japanese and etiquette survival japanese is a must like at at minimum do you know the first word i learned when i came to japan what so there's a story style story time video on my channel and i'm gonna put more stuff up on there about like our time in japan and like Mm -hmm. things like there i do things like that but the first night in tokyo i couldn't find the breaker to the apartment and my phone died so i couldn't contact anybody so the first word i learned was charge like to charge Mm -hmm. so juden is like to charge something yeah and like man that survival i didn't know what to do and so yeah. I went to the 7-Eleven. Anyway, the whole story video is on the channel. But yeah, that's one of the first words I learned coming here. So survival Japanese mm. is super important. Yeah, it is. And there's like a lot of books or articles and free apps and um, all that stuff. So I would just say some people, they are well prepared because mm-hmm. they are interested in Japanese culture. And it's like their goal. But if you listen to the previous episode, you know, <laughs> we came here like within like a month of knowing. So, uh, yeah, but some Needless people study. There wasn't that much prep. Yet. Yeah, there wasn't that much prep, uh, but it wasn't too bad. And honestly, once you get here, immersion, uh, the immersion teaches you a lot mm. on its own. And then the etiquette, I would say, is a little bit more important. You want to know what's cool to do, what's not, what's normal, what's um, appropriate. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm, though mm-hmm. you may not agree, it is a different country, so it is good to respect mm-hmm. their norms. Like body language, um, mm-hmm. you know, navigating through crowds, navigating public spaces or like smaller, like narrower spaces, like intimate spaces. Yeah. It is important to kind of generally know like what... The the cultural body language kind of is. Kind of like when you're on the train, don't talk on your phone. Like, that's huge here. Apparently, Mm -hmm. it's not allowed. Um, Stuff like that, because people will stare at you or will tell you to literally stop. (laughs) Um, Just or like simple head bowing when you pass somebody, at least for like your neighbors and stuff. Usually Mm -hmm. when you're in um, a more populated city, you don't want to be bowing to every single person. But yeah, just stuff like that. Um, and then we also were starting to scout for like hangout groups and possible new friends because we didn't really know anybody here. Yeah, it's not like we can just bring our friends over, like, yeah, you know, come with us in the suitcase or whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they would if we were, oh, like, if sure. it was possible. 1,000. <laughs> um, 
that was kind of a hit or miss the first year. We were so focused on having everything together. So we weren't looking to being like super social. Yeah. And I think also like when it came to social, what am I trying to say? When it came to socialization, um, it was more so like figuring out what groups are in our area and like what groups we got to travel to you know what i mean like figuring out what's convenient yeah i mean it's not too bad yeah and then i would say something that we also did was like everything we experienced we did it slowly Mm -hmm. so if we went into a new store we were like whoa let's look at everything and like especially when we were learning the streets of the neighborhood and different routes like we were pretty like attentive to it and i think we learned a lot like we know all different routes now to get to certain stations we know what stores to go to right um and we also like traveled all over tokyo we saw all different kind of shops restaurants <laughs> we went to like the sightseeing spots um at least most of them there's so many that we're still trying yeah. to like check off the bucket list yeah and every time we go it's almost like something new too you know like there's so much to see yeah. And we even went to Osaka, Japan, which is in so- South we Japan. Did. Yeah, that was kind of like out of nowhere, but we went there and that was cool because it was a completely different vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. Let's see. For me, working at the school I work at, the first year was kind of, um, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't nerve wracking. It was more so like every day I had to learn something new about how to do my job. And I think I had to, I had to find my stride, you know what I mean? Because I came in after the previous teacher had left. So I had to figure out what my, like, not what my place was, but like how to set my goals and establish my role at the school, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you were settling into the job. Yeah, for sure. And also figuring out like what they wanted from me, how to meet that, and also how to like set the expectations to where they don't expect me to do too much and i'm like overworking too you know what i mean yeah yeah so the first year it's kind of like how we were experiencing things it was very slow like asked all the questions you know i was like how do i do this and even now like in the second year i'm still learning a lot more but that first year i didn't know how to make copies (laughs) i didn't know any i don't know where anything was yeah, I'm sure with like a different machine and like and Japanese characters. Thing. Yeah, because I was like, wait, I know how to make copies. But then I thought about like the language. Yeah, that's true. Like when I was looking for um, how to use a washer yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or the um, AC like the AC controller, thing, yeah. I was like, I have to translate that. So Google Translate came in clutch, <laughs> not sponsored, but... I mean, if you want to Google, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I used that and that took a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the second year, right, our focus was more on like making new friends, like for real. Um, because, you know, once you get settled in, you don't really have to worry about that. Like you have the things that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just met up with more people. Yeah, I will definitely say year two was more social definitely it's coming to an end but i feel like it's still going up and up yes and so for people who may not what we're doing year two we came in august so for our two year it's august yeah yeah exactly um so we also do more things that locals do so we go to the festivals like firework festivals um we do different seasonal traditions Mm -hmm. so like hanami yeah which is like um 
sakura season yeah. and you picnic under the sakura trees right right um right now it's hanabi season which is the fireworks season so hanami is flowers hanabi is fireworks yes right and oh, so seasonal snacks too seasonal snacks japan is lit with seasonal snacks like it's either lemon or sakura or chocolate mint what ume. else ume which is like plum uh, maple like maple, the little japanese maple thing apple peach it's pretty much just yeah. whatever is growing that season but they make um a good amount of products all that flavor yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of a big deal yeah it's fun collecting them another mm-hmm. southern oh my god i can't talk another subtle plug for our youtube channel we did a lemon thing we did yeah we, we ate sour lemon snacks <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little bitter by it but you know it was fun yeah and yeah we did hiking just stuff that people do here you know mm-hmm. yeah it's fun because um there's so many different events so yeah and even like locally just everybody's doing something all the time look it up you'll find something to do yep and then i would also say we learned more about how japanese people do things here and we kind of assimilated a little bit just to kind of ease living here Mm -hmm. because if you do what they do things kind of smooth out um so that was cool yeah Uh, the thing i like most about assimilating to some of the things is like figuring out like i i forget what what it was but i remember we were going shopping one time and you were like "Ooh." this thing is like really really sold out that means a lot of people are getting it let's yes, try it that, yes. it's, it's just little stuff anytime like that. i see and this is kind of a common thing if you see a lot of people waiting in line for something it's usually really good yeah but you, also sometimes yeah <laughs> it's like a what is it uh conformist type of thing it's like yeah, oh yeah, well yeah, everyone's yeah. going here so this is what we should do yeah. so like it's a hit or miss but when what he was saying about um products being sold out so like if let's say you want to try a drink and you're not sure which one to get get the one that is like mostly gone because that means people really like that one for sure for sure yeah i do that a lot with um new drinks that i've never tried i'm like okay which which green tea should i get because they sell a lot of green tea in um convenience stores Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in the summer it comes in clutch when it's like ice cold but then there's like so many different types and when i first (laughs) got here i was like like, i I know there's like rich green tea roasted green tea light decaf and of course it's all in kanji or or yeah or something so i was like i don't know but i've learned some of it another thing also convenience stores come with the seasonal stuff like they always have some like grocery stores they'll have things you know they're grocery stores but like if you want to know what's popping convenience stores yeah true true they have like unique things that you can't get in the regular store right right Mm -hmm. i love it and then also um finding about how to find certain products or mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. kind of products are good for like easier cooking or buying storage um, equipment for your house because Japanese homes are very small. So if you buy the proper storage, you know, equipment for it, it could fit in better. Mm-hmm. Um, learning cleaning habits because in Japan, you do have to worry more about mold because it's super humid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is an island and when it gets humid, it's every it's yes it is oppressive you have to make sure you're dehumidifying dehumidifying your apartment you have to make sure like 
you're just airing things out Mm -hmm. or if it's like really cold there's some like because there's no insulation just learning how to deal with those things we did a lot of that in the second year because the first year we actually got like a lot of snow yeah it was something like Mm -hmm. record-breaking snow in our first time coming here we were just it was our first winter here like what the heck and i was like dang is it gonna be like this every winter it's not it was it was snokio yes that was wild it was it was bad and i'm sure for people who live in northern japan y'all are like come on like that's okay, nothing look, but for tokyo it was a lot of snow all right yeah it I was like okay because like this winter this past winter it did not snow at all i was it like it rained what? a lot yeah it rained a lot for sure which is <laughs> yeah and then for me i would say finding a way to contribute to mm-hmm. like japan and also just in general because i thought we were just gonna stay here for a year but we kind of liked it and so i was like okay because at first i just came here to travel and just to like kind of take a break because i was like overworking myself back in the states and so i was like okay well since we're gonna live here for a few more years or who knows yeah yeah, (laughs) um, yeah. i wanted to find a way to contribute so i ended up taking the tefl course which is a teaching english as a foreign language so that if i wanted to teach i have a certification right um but I'm kind of leaning towards doing private tutoring because I'm not sure if I want to be an ALT. Like, yeah. I don't think it's suited for me. Um, and then also just to create content about our experience because we're experiencing so much. And it's all happening so fast. Yeah. So I'm like, let's record this. Let's talk about it. Because I know when we first came here, I was listening to a lot of people talk about how to like yeah. live here, tips. So I was like, you know what? I think... We have enough under our belt to start talking about it. For sure. And I think podcasts are really interesting because you essentially get a lot of the points of what people are trying to say. But also you can like there's so many, you know, there's all kinds of Japan ones. There's all kinds of interests like there's a podcast pretty much about everything. So I think it's really cool that we have like our perspective because when we were looking at Japan stuff before coming and even Mm -hmm. while we're here, like, I don't know, a lot of times I don't necessarily it's not that I don't vibe with everything. It's just that it's not something specific to me. So like making the stuff that I feel like I would want to see, you know, like you're doing the thing that you want to see more of. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did not see my perspective when we were looking up Japan stuff, Tokyo stuff, jet stuff, anything. I was like, I mean, these are cool tips, but like, I just didn't see myself in there. And I mean, like, we are abnormal, you know what I'm saying? I know, right? Um, we do have a different experience, and I think it's good to add to the pot because I feel like we will be relatable to other people. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, the more the merrier. True. Yeah. Another thing, like you were saying earlier, too, was the decision to stay longer. Because mm-hmm. our first year, I don't know yeah our first year we were contemplating it for sure because especially with that cold winter i was like "Mm, it was that was a tough decision yeah but i mean i feel like since we're over here there's so much that we can do like we can travel to other asian countries because it's so much cheaper like going to south korea is only like less than 200 dollars round trip thailand vietnam thailand yeah and stuff like that so yeah i know for me um specifically i want to make at least for the what's it called i'm trying to say for the second year i wanted to start making more things because the first year like we were saying earlier 
it was a lot of like settling. Um, so with the second year, I wanted to take time, kind of like what you're doing with the podcast. I wanted to do stuff on YouTube and finish a manuscript that I'm working on. I got the first draft of it done. Hey, uh, second draft, hit some roadblocks, but then I was like, okay, let me rework this. Third draft, I'm going to try and finish it by, if possible, you know, our second year mark, um, if not by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my goals. I mean, the second year mark's coming up. I, I mean, mean, when this podcast is going to be out, it's going to be our, our mark in right. August. Yeah. And so I'm trying to see if I can get it done by then. Look, I'm a genius, right? But I'm not that <laughs> hardworking. So that's the thing. But I'm going to try to get it done. So, yeah, that was my second year. It's like make more stuff, you know, like yeah, experience more, make more, be more, do more, like just more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that energy. Yeah. So, yeah. 19, we do not play. We do not. Do not. I mean, we still play a little bit, but not like. We don't play play. You we, know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so things sorry, we did. Goofy. So things we did, but we did not expect to happen. Ooh, talk about it. Let's talk about the first year. Okay. So we traveled to India. Yeah, I was not. Ex- <laughs> oh that my was God. like, we just got to Japan. And then in winter, we were like, oh, India, which came in clutch because that snow was not a joke. It was really bad. Like we, we kind of escaped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was like literally snowing. And then we went to India and it was like 30, so 30 degrees hot. Celsius. So that's like what? Close to 90. 80, 90. 80, 90 Fahrenheit. Something like that. Yeah. That was fun. And then later on we visited the states so we went home right i did not expect that like i really yeah. wanted to but i was like now nah, i gotta tough it out i gotta tough it out but my little bro was graduating i was like i gotta go yeah we got to see some old friends visit yes. more places it did that did help with the homesickness which is another episode i'm all about the plugs y'all i'm sorry i'm plugging everything but <laughs> we did an episode on homesickness and going back definitely did help with that Mm-hmm. well for me it was kind of the opposite it made me miss home more yes. it really did but it's cool i did not expect either of those things and i will say i was kind of getting jaded from it i was like okay we just came to japan we went to india then we went right, to the states right. and then we came back i was sick of traveling like i don't think i want to ride a plane <laughs> for a while it, it's painful sometimes because sometimes people don't know how to fly i almost said drive some people sometimes people don't know how to fly <laughs> They're just like zooming up. Everyone's I blood worry. pressure rising. I worry. Like for real, it, I don't know. And then with the news about planes mm-hmm. crashing, like rest in peace for those who have lost their lives and the to the family. Like yeah. it's a lot. Like that scares me because yeah. I had kind of a fear of flying. But after finding out the recent news, oof, I don't know. <laughs> if y'all want us to do a video or I'm talking about video. If y'all want us to do an episode on like travel tips or like what our experience has been traveling internationally let us know because i think that's a cool topic yeah because there's a lot of prep and also i don't know just tips for different countries because like yeah not everyone has the same culture or ways of going about it there's different safety levels so yeah mm-hmm. we can definitely talk about that yeah um oh yeah and so the first year in fall i big chopped for so for those of you that right. don't know what that means it's when uh, particularly for uh, black women, it's where you cut your damaged hair mm-hmm. um, so that you can grow your natural curls or, you know, your, your kinky curls, anything like that to grow it back out. Because mm. a lot of women, like black women, do relax their hair and 
or we like dyed a different color or something. Mm -hmm. And we just want to start over and appreciate our hair. And so I wanted to do that because I was actually on this like relaxer that like kept my hair straight all the time. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. So I big chopped and had really short hair. Yeah, teeny weeny afro. I know, teeny weeny afro. And it was cute. And, it, it but was it was cute. tough. I thought it was super cute. It was tough for me because I was like, dang, I just cut all my hair off. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it was. I think it was worth it. But I did not expect doing that. Yeah. So, okay, real quick on that note. How did that help your, uh, what is it called? You know how sometimes people, when they go through something, they're like, all right, let me do this thing. And it it's adversity. But that adversity makes you stronger. Do you feel like the Big Chop actually helped you, like, you know, with the feeling more comfortable or like you know dealing with things like do you think it was overall net positive i think over time yes but at first it was kind of negative only because i cared a lot about my looks at that point i still kind of do but i don't know i in japan like it was more noticeable because people already look at us all the time and so when i cut my hair it was like a big deal right so I think I was just more nervous and kind of insecure. But yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. made me feel, I don't know, more confident over time because I just learned to just own my own shit. I was like, nah, there this is go. me. This is my new hair. Like, this is who I am. Get over it. <laughs> okay. All right. And all right. honestly, like, yeah, now I'm, I'm fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. For the first year, and I know we're going back and forth a lot, like when you decided to do the big chop, it was around that time I was like, okay, we should probably stick around for longer. So I navigated, not navigated, I negotiated like with my school and stuff. I was like, hey, I want to stay here for longer. And so they brought me on for another year. Um, I'm going to be here another year for sure. And then, you know, we're in talks about like how long I could stay. So staying longer is one of the things we decided. Because like you were saying at first, it's like, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be here. But then deciding like we're just going to stick it out is like yeah i mean i honestly just came to like give you support and also just to like do my own thing on the side right right so if you wanted to stay longer i was like yeah i'm down like i just have to figure something to do because if it's just gonna be a year i can kind of chill but yeah yeah, yeah. it was more than that so yeah i've been working on stuff Uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say it was not just like a you know they want me here because like they were like hey you know you should say i was like oh cool yeah your school loves you i know i love them too it's man we got a good relationship going but <laughs> no it was weird because i was like okay i remember we had the talk of like okay what are, what are we gonna do and it was like we just did a lot of flying do we really want to go back no and yeah so i was, was not like, ready for that yeah and i think after making i know a lot of people when they move internationally or like when they move to for work or whatever making the call to go back or stay is like a really big deal and i think getting past that hump in the first year really made the second year a lot better because i feel like if it was kind of unsure the second year would have been a lot of like you know insecurity and stuff like that but i think dealing with that actually made the second year a lot more positive yes because like we decided okay this is what we're choosing and i think that's yeah you're right that's really important because you don't want to be stressed you know like every month like am i gonna say am i not i know i was going through it i was like what do we do yeah no it's a it's a huge emotional like wave but i feel like once you just sit down with your thoughts and just put some pro and cons together mm-hmm. and see if you can do it financially 
then just make a decision, you know, so that you can do what you got to do, whether yeah. you, that's staying, you can kind of relax or if you got to start prepping to move. Yeah. And I think making that decision to stay longer was I didn't expect it like 100 yeah. percent because when we came, it was like, oh, yeah, let's see what it's like. And we we're like, dang, it's pretty nice out here. Like, you know, let's kind of stick it out a little. So yeah. it was I mm. was not expecting it. Yeah, and then in the second year, we actually had family visit. So that oh, was, like, that, really that was cool. <laughs> that was nice. I like that. And I know some more of our family wants to visit um, in the future years. We're just like, yeah, come on over. Like, that's so welcome. fun. We're becoming, like, little mini tour guides. <laughs> like, we've had friends come, family yeah. come. So we're, we're used to, like, touring people around. Yeah, and plus I think we have interesting spots to take people because i think a lot of people want to do the big touristy stuff and we're like yeah let's do that but then also let's do this you yeah know? i think that's the benefit of like living here yeah we can kind of sure. show them like okay this is what locals do <laughs> yeah and also it's interesting reading like oh if you're in japan you should do this and i'm like oh we have time you know like we'll i have a, like a whole list of things we should do so mm -hmm. you know yeah, and then starting this podcast, like, hey, I've been, yeah, I've been having thoughts about it for the longest time, but I was like, you know what, let's just do it. So that was not expected for the second year, but mm -hmm. I'm glad I started it. I hope y'all are liking it, because, I mean, I don't know, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then we also went to our first Pride Parade. Yeah. Shout out to all the LGBT plus folks out there. Well, what? Mm-hmm. And also that same year um we both came out publicly yes so if you want to know more about that reference season one episode seven and eight we talk about gender and sexuality mm -hmm. and our personal experiences right. it's a combo episode so you know strap in you got a whole ride i know get some snacks some tea and enjoy because those are those are pretty long episodes actually yeah and they're in depth too so you know it's not something just passively listen for any of them just like for those two specifically you might want to you know like you're saying get some snacks get some tea cut up on a sofa you know get comfy oh my settle god in for the ride yeah and then we climbed a mountain we did yeah it wasn't huge it's no it wasn't mount fuji y'all right <laughs> um i want to but there's a lot of prep like mm -hmm. i was like let me just climb a basic mountain which technically that mountain it was pretty hardcore mm -hmm. so i was like okay i need to do this like a couple more times and then i can go to mount fuji i think and also we did it like kind of unexpectedly because there is the the way we took is like the basic route right yeah so we went from bottom to top but that same basic route has an even more basic basic route where you can take a cable car halfway yeah because you remember we were hiking up and we were like these people's outfits are like they're really fly i don't think they oh hiked yeah in that's there. something i did not understand like people were dressed up y'all on the mountain and like hiking i was like oh like, okay they all were kinds of kicks people were wearing heels yeah oh my god and like this may make it seem like okay obviously the hiking route wasn't hard no it was difficult i Man. think people were just suffering i think so too because mm -hmm. i heard a lot of complaints they're like oh my god yeah. i'm dying i'm dying they're like why why and i'm like because you're wearing heels because yeah. you're wearing uh, business shoes or whatever so many business shoes um and i think that's why some people take the cable car or the chairlift because they can look fly and then go halfway up that's what i thought too but mm. you know somebody some of those people were coming up right behind mm -hmm. us i mean they japanese people do walk a lot here yeah so they're and probably used to it apparently hiking is like a national pastime like you just go hike sometimes i mean they have a whole day dedicated to it i think it's like august 12th this year mountain day 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out all my mountains. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh what's it called? We watched Godzilla. Which one was it? Uh two. So it's the all right. Quick Godzilla breakdown. Toho Cinemas, they are the originators of Godzilla. We watched the American Godzilla, which is a legendary one, but we mm-hmm. saw it at the Toho Cinemas. Yeah, and they have like a little Godzilla head on top, mm-hmm. and then you can go see it. I think it's on the eighth floor, and it yeah. roars every hour. It's pretty cool. So it was cool to see their own like project right, 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 in right. their own theater. It was so good, so loud. It was cool. Yeah, and if you ever want to check it out, it's in Shinjuku um toho cinemas check it out you can't miss it it's it's loud and proud mm-hmm. with that roar like yeah. please um and then we also like pulled i i would say a couple all-nighters right but one specific all-nighter in the city we actually stayed over at an internet cafe right yeah. I, for, I thought that was the only one no we pulled a couple yeah we, we did we did one where we went we went clubbing but like this one, we actually got some rest. Yes. So there's a lot of different internet cafes in Japan. So it's usually a place where you can check in. It's usually cheap. I think we paid like 18 each. Yeah, I think it was a, under 20 bucks a person. Yeah, and there's computers you can use. Um, the one we went to, there was like a drink bar yeah. of like sodas, coffees, water. Soft serve. Soft serve. Yeah, you can get ice cream anytime you wanted. There was like a buttload of manga um it's all in japanese of course but you know there's a lot of manga it was like a whole library mm-hmm. um there was chilled lounge chairs like a smoking room yeah, yeah you can take showers there's bathrooms and then there's places where you can like sleep so it's like small little rooms with like mats mm-hmm. and there's even a computer in there so that you can like it, it's technically still an internet cafe yeah you know so like it's just an overnight internet cafe mm-hmm. and they offer like other things it was really cool i honestly i was not expecting it to be that nice i was expecting something far far less um with less amenities yeah i'm sure there's ones that have less i think we kind of looked out on a newer type oh, yeah we were walking um by it and we caught the like pricing and the pictures on the outside we we're like oh this is yeah, let's go here. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Want us to ramble about another topic? Drop a comment below on our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Links, as always, will be in the description. All right, back to the podcast. Okay, so I want to talk about what's gotten easier to do okay. once, you know, it's been two years. There's bound to be some things, right? Okay. You want to go first? Yeah, I would say traveling has gotten easier. I mm-hmm. don't have to use uh, Google Maps as much. Like, I know what store I want to go to. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. where the stations are. Um, yeah, that's gotten so much easier because I was pretty much attached to the app the first it year. It was super helpful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. For me, I would say talking has gotten a lot easier um i do have some things that have gotten harder if we want to talk about that later but, oh okay yeah, talking to people in japanese has gotten easier um i like my vocabulary has expanded and i know how to ask words and questions better mm-hmm. uh, so that's gotten easier for me i still i'm struggling with the reading and writing part but that's always been me like 
I learn language better by speaking. So like in that sense, my language ability has gotten better. So that's cool. Yeah, I would say mine has increased as well. I think I'm the opposite where reading and writing is a little bit easier. I don't write as much. I should practice more. But I can notice characters and um, katakana and hiragana a lot better mm-hmm. when we go shopping. I mean, that's why we make a good team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, what is it called? We, uh, we, we got each other's back or each other's weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. But see what happens when we're separate. It's just like, fuck. Mm. <laughs> Especially for me. I'm like, ooh, I can't say the same things he can say, but I do practice when we're together. I'm like, hey, no, no, no I got this. I can say this. Oh, because, yeah. And, you know, honestly, yeah. when you do that, I'm just like, I don't have to do shit. All right. Yeah. Um. So I would also say walking has gotten a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I was not used to walking before, like long distances, but now it's like a piece of cake. No, oh, that's good. I like walking. Uh, I used to walk everywhere, but not as much, like not nearly as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say also when we go shopping, um, it's easier to budget now. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand yen, <laughs> you know, like how yeah. much oh things are. God. Yeah, that was weird. And the money, like understanding what the bills and coins are. Because mm-hmm. like $5 mm-hmm. here is a coin. It's a 500 yen. So like in the States, it's like a $5 bill or like five one. So we got used to that. And then yeah. knowing what products to buy so usually when you go to your store, you're like, oh, I know where the salad dressing is and this and that. But kind of getting to know how those things look like. Yeah. Like what's in them. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll get something and you're like, oh, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And then sometimes, okay, like some products look like a certain food, but it's something else. Yeah. So like learning that, like I think that's gotten easier. Um, and then just shopping online oh yeah and buying clothes and buying shoes like we know where to go for our sizes especially nowadays because a lot more mm-hmm. online stores are like they're shipping to japan and also japan is kind of opening up its marketplaces specialty items too is another thing like um, ethnic foods like hispanic foods indian foods like spices and stuff like that those are uh becoming more available you still kind of gotta go out your yeah, way you have to, to go them, out your way but um they're, because they're more available yeah you have to go out your way because japanese shopping markets are usually very like towards their cuisine it's super domestic mm-hmm. but if you just kind of search on google maps or something like that and i promise y'all we're not sponsored i know we keep saying google 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 Yo, but <laughs> it's so useful though like no um, lie it's useful yeah but if you just search up like indian grocery store there'll there'll be some that pop up Mm -hmm. and hopefully they're close by Uh, we found some nearby so we're gonna go check them out we may make a vlog about it hey you never know Mm -hmm. and then like indian food and hispanic food use similar spices so you can kind of do that i think from memory there is a hispanic food import store from memory Mm, we should go we should go because tortillas and beans and i gotta yeah. And then something that has also gotten easier is recycling and waste management because oh my God. Japan is notorious for separate trash. So you have like um, different days where you have to throw, throw out different trash. So there's days where you throw out um, burnables, non-burnables, uh, plastics, plastic bottles. You have different bags too. You got to Cardboards. Know that. Yeah. You have to have the bag for your town. So that was overwhelming when we first got here. Like they gave us like a calendar. And of course it's all in Japanese. So <laughs> I had to translate everything. And they gave us a calendar, but they didn't like have a different version of it, which I understand. But I was like, man, 
Ugh, yeah, but hey, I think that's what made us grow so much here because we just yeah because it was bound to be sooner or later we'd have to know you know yeah. and I think instead of having everything just handed to us so easily I think it pushed us to learn faster and hats off to you because like honestly your mm. reading and writing skill literally saved us a bunch of times honestly all that translation because I would write things from the Google Translate. Okay, this is what this is. And then I associated this means plastic bottle. This means plastics and this means cardboard. Mm -hmm, And so now mm -hmm. when I see it, I'm like, oop, I know what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that has gotten easier. But I will say as annoying as it is, I wish it was actually taken more seriously once it got into the hands of waste management. Because I did (gasps) hear rumors that the plastic that we're separating still mm-hmm. gets burned instead of recycled. Wait. So there's burnables, there's plastics, cardboard, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So using the plastics yeah. that we separate is still burned? Yeah, but apparently, like, the whole reason to separate it is so that it's recycled. Right. But it, I've heard rumors that it's not. And I want to oh, make an in-depth man. episode about recycling here because there are a lot of, like, uh, hidden things that we don't know. <sighs> yeah all right Um, let's do it let's do it yeah but that has gotten easier though the whole Mm -hmm. separating the trash Mm -hmm. all right i think the last thing for me would be like i I know we didn't come here with a lot of expectations or illusions but the ones that we did have or at least from i don't know about you but for me (laughs) uh the ones i had when we got here were immediately shattered like number one they put me in tokyo i was like oh tokyo is a city not a city we out here when we got here i was like oh everything's gonna be like um not affordable but like reasonably priced some most things are don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but like you know some things are i'm just like how are you charging me for this and you're okay with it whatever mm-hmm. so that was another illusion yeah. um sizing i was like i'll manage somehow but like that has been kind of a struggle for like clothes and stuff like that um yeah i that I was kind of expecting, but I think I had an idea of like, oh, I'll be able to do something like it'll be easier access. Knowing more about it, it has been easier, but it's still a struggle. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. because again, the frame and the market of Japanese clothing is very different from what I was expecting. So like Mm. I didn't have many illusions, but what I did have were kind of like, oh, no, that's not what it is at all. Mm. So that's good that you at least know that now, because yeah, sometimes the illusions can like last for a while and then it just hits you and then it's like traumatic Mm -hmm. (laughs) um for me i didn't have that many uh illusions but i did have one that quickly shattered like my first week here so i thought like japanese people were more polite than they're said to be right now they are pretty polite compared to a lot of the world. But the okay, way it's okay. portrayed, it's like, oh, they're like genuinely polite and they're always polite. And they're kind. And I kind of knew that that's not natural. Like, they're still human. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, nah. Yeah, actually, but that I makes still, sense. But I still was like, nah, they're going to be really nice because everything I see portrayed of them is like, oh, they're super polite. Mm-hmm. But when I got here, maybe it's because, you know... I'm not white or something or I'm not Asian or something and that does stick Mm. out. I don't know. I had a lot of rude interactions. So I usually try to give the benefit of the doubt. You know, I try not to let that transfer over to every Japanese person I encounter. Mm -hmm. But I will say that, I don't know, that kind of made me upset to like 
I don't know. I just expected a little bit more genuine kindness. And yeah. there is a lot of tatamai, which is like, it's kind of like two-faced where they don't really show how they really feel with you. So they may think like you're annoying or whatever, but they'll put a front like, oh no, like I'm super nice. And like, and I think it's part of like their business model. But I will say like, I can tell they're being fake. Oh yeah. It's so easy to tell. It's so, it's so easy to tell, but I will say at least in a customer service, even if they may not like you or whatever, at least they do treat you with respect most times. That is true. But I will say once they're not in that like customer service mode, they will tell you real quick how they feel with like their facial expressions or body their body language. or they'll like verbally assault you. So like I said, it's not all Japanese people, but it's not as nice as what people portray them as. Right. And I will say on the flip side, the the people who are kind and the people who are genuine, they shine like they yes. are super genuinely kind but i think then that expectation for everybody to be the same that's unrealistic it's unrealistic yeah. and people are rude people are nice so that quickly shattered and i'm glad it did because now i'm just like whatever what whatever energy you come with me at that's on you right like if you're nice you know, I'll talk to you. If you're not, right, I'm not right, going right. to be bothered anymore. The one thing that I've noticed has gotten harder for me is, um, and it's, it's a general statement, right, is talking to people. Be, and I think it has something to do with the language barrier because sometimes I don't have the vocabulary to express what I want to say or I may not know the right way to say it. So I've noticed nowadays, like, and even this is with, like, other English-speaking foreigner peoples, like, I have a general low-level anxiety about talking to people because mm. i've just gotten so used to being unsure of what i'm saying okay. i don't like that but i think that's a side effect of the language barrier so that mm. is something to keep in mind like if you want to come here or if you're considering going to a different country it's like if you have the chance really do your best to learn the language so that you don't run into that because that's something i've yeah. noticed i've developed having been here for two years like yeah, sure. and I really don't understand how some foreigners can come here and still not know Japanese, like, with intention. Like, not a lick. Like, there's some people who are like, nah, I don't want to learn Japanese, and they're like, here, like, for five, ten years. Like, I get it if you're trying and you're struggling. Like, I get that, trust me. But if <laughs> you're just like, no, I'm not going to learn it, I'm just like, why? You're just making it harder for yourself and for other people. Mm -hmm. And you're just causing the stereotype that foreigners don't know English. Or I Japanese mean, is Japanese, so hard. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about goals. Yes. All right. Because now that we've been here, we, you know, we got some dreams that we want to accomplish. So mm -hmm. do you want to share any of your goals for the next couple of years? So uh, I have a secret goal that I'm not telling anybody. I've no. told you about it, of course. Okay. But, you know. But okay. Yeah. Probably no. <laughs> yeah. But that is a secret goal. Um, it does have to do with my book, but I want to publish my book. Right. Hopefully, while I'm here, I would like to publish it here and in the States. That'd be Ooh, cool. Ooh, that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to write, like, I like to read literary fiction, so I try to make it literary, but I'm also, like, kind of nerdy, so I'm like, let me make this, like, as nerdy and weird as I can, you know? Hey. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully there's a market for it here and in the States, you know? That's actually kind of cool, because it's inspired by, like, all my influences across the world, like the States, Japan, Asia, India, all over, you know what I'm saying? So that'd be cool. Publish a book secret goal along with the book and then read more 
definitely read more mm, um that's cool i have a couple things lined up that i got from like an early access site so i'm like oh i want to check it out and like mm. leave a review and stuff uh get more gear like tech gear audio gear um just gear in general like i love knickknacks and like technology yeah that's true you, you know? do. so i was just like let me get all the trinkets you know i want some of that um get a bicycle mm-hmm. same <sighs> Yeah, because I was like, oh, I don't need one. I was like, no, man, that's so useful. that would be so helpful. It would. We, we'll get them. We'll get them. Yeah, mm-hmm. more tattoos. I'll get like a whole piece. Um, but nice. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking, should I get it here or go somewhere else and get it? But I'm like, I want a Tokyo tattoo. I not should like, get it here. Not like Tokyo tattoo, but like a tattoo in Oh, yeah, Tokyo. that would be lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, definitely get one in Japan, bro. I'm thinking about it. Like, I got to find places. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm real particular about ink and stuff like that. Yeah, anyway. Um I want to improve my aesthetic because, you know, since having come out, I'm like, I cannot be a bad representative to LGBT community. I need to get on my shit. <laughs> I need to, when people see me, they need to be like, wow, that's so much. Hey, that's a good goal. I mean, some people don't care. And, and if you care, go for it. It's not that I care, but I'm using that, like, improved aesthetic to also feel better about myself it's like i don't give a shit if people like my aesthetic as long as my aesthetic is improved in my own eyes yeah it's another form of expression and that's cool i mean no matter what style people wear i think when people really find their style and they like add to their wardrobe you could see them kind of shine a little bit they're like oh i like what i wear Mm -hmm. you know uh self-care more self-care on the same note always good uh and also i want to decondition so like Mm. so what a basic breakdown of decondition is like uh examine and reevaluate things that i may hold as uh what is it called fixed values Mm -hmm. in my mind and so i want to i've been doing that we're all kind of doing that like globally i've noticed that's seeming to happen but um I want to decondition to the point where I can genuinely feel comfortable with, you know, my politic and, you know, with my like gender sexuality and like with my expression, with my work, you know, all that. Um, And then also I want to help out with more activism. I am not an activist. That is legitimately hard work, but Mm -hmm. I try to keep up with like what's going on, like in the world in general, I try to help out and like uplift so I want to want to be more mm. active in those communities, whether that's financially or, you know, actually doing some of the work, whatever. That's really cool. I got a lot of goals. I I'm like your goal list. It's ours are so different. Yours <laughs> is really inspiring. Thank um, you. Yeah, it really is. So I'm going to share my goals. All right, let's go. I feel like mine's kind of lame now compared no, to yours. No, 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 no. I, look, I just I shoot for the stars mm-hmm. so that even if I'm falling, it's like a really long fall and I don't have to think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I still think that's cool, though. Um, for me, I really want to private tutor, like for the oh, English language, gotcha, maybe yeah. even Spanish. We'll see. Um, I want to do that. I don't know. I just want to interact with more japanese people or just people who are willing to learn english i think i have the skill people need to gain the skill and so i just want to kind of contribute right um it would be cool to find narration jobs here in japan you know for translation because i know that um there's a lot of companies that need people who speak english to say their ads or something 
So I'd like to find some of those um, this upcoming year into 2020. Yeah, you have um, a good voice too, so you oh, know. Thank hey, you. If anybody thank else you. wants to hear anybody here's abnormal and they're like, "Hey, Bree, we want you," hit us up. Hey, I also want to volunteer more in the community because mm. I'm falling in love with our neighborhood. It's so cute, and so I just want to help the community out because they have like little things going on. And as my Japanese is getting better, I do want to help out. Mm-hmm. And also, there's other ones when it comes to like environmental impacts here, because I yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, places who have gotten hit with er- earthquakes need help. So I kind of want to, like, you know, put my foot out there and help yeah. out. Um, also, maintaining this podcast because it's a lot of work, but yeah, I just want to. My goal is just to keep maintaining it and keep spreading our message, and also just things that we experience to help people out um, and make more YouTube videos. Cause that's kind of Ooh. harder for me. Cause it's like, uh, filming. Um, but I think that'd be cool because there's so many visual aspects of Japan that I want to share. It's like, I right. want y'all to see what I see. Cause it's so freaking cool. I mean, you can do it. You have a really good eye. Like, I know I'm just, I always dump compliments on you, but like your photos, <laughs> like your little Insta stories, they're super dope. So I think, you, you know, if you put stuff out, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Like I want to make like a video version of my Instagram because I love taking oh, pictures, yeah. but I kind of want to be like, okay, well this location, I filmed it. Like go check it out. Mm. So that's a goal of mine. Um, I also want to get better at my Japanese ability. It's not that great. I did kind of get discouraged the first year. So I kind of like lessened on my studies. Mm. But I want to get back at it. It's like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Um, And then I also want to keep meeting new friends. I think that makes this whole living here so much Mm. more worth it. That's true. I like your list. And I think the difference in our list is like yours is like, all right, I'm going to grow. And then my (laughs) list is like, I'm going to get all this shit. So like, I don't know. They're very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm excited, honestly, because like, Mm -hmm. look, y'all, for everybody listening right now, this is just the beginning all right now for everybody who's known us before you know y'all seen us come all this way and we haven't documented well we did some but you know we haven't documented most of that shit so y'all think we just got here but from now on yeah that's true we were pretty private oh yeah but from now on y'all about to see well what we want you to see y'all about to see <laughs> yeah. everything y'all about to see what we do y'all about to get notifications all of it so you know stay tuned this is only year two who knows where we'll go from here yeah that's true all right let's close off this episode with our opinion on a very popular question would we recommend people moving to japan what does that mean like long term just moving in general like moving to live okay moving to live here Mm -hmm. i have an answer all right you you go ahead so that i can think about it (laughs) i would say yes with a condition oh okay the condition is you have to want to live here, like even a little bit, and you have to be willing to put in the work hmm. to know how to live here and how to navigate it, because hmm. it's not just like a ooh la la land, like let's just figure it out, and oh my god, Japan's so cool, because most times when people move here, they move here with a job, right. and most times you don't know where you're going to get placed, right, so right, right. not everyone gets placed in Tokyo. So I think if you're open-minded, you have some level of appreciation of Japan, I think you should. Because it's a life-changing experience, even if you're just here for a year. 
Like, even if we left our first year, my, like, life changed from it. Mm. Mm-hmm. My perspective and just meeting new types of people in the world. Right. That is priceless. So, it's yes, but you got to put some work. Yes, asterisk. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I would say, and this might be controversial because... You know, I, I did move here. I'm going to say no. Oh. Yeah. Dang. And it's not just to like be contrarian or whatever. I think uh, I can't recommend moving to Japan. And I have two reasons why. Number one, no matter what, when you get here, it's going to be different from what you expect. So it's not like you can prepare for everything. You know what I mean? yeah that's 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 true one um that's one reason i wouldn't recommend it because i know a lot of people have a hard time uh adapting and handling change and even for us we adapted quite well i would say but it was still really hard so it is going to be like tough because it is different from moving to other different places i've noticed so that's my one reason reason number two i would say no man I love Japan. I love different things about it, but Japan is weird. <laughs> like it, yeah, it, really it has a weird is. side. Mm-hmm. It has a really weird side. And for everything that has a plus, there's also a, a minus. Mm, and I true. say that quite literally. Mm-hmm. Like anything I think of that's positive, I can also think of a negative. So you really gotta. It's kind of like what you said. You have to have interest in moving here to mm-hmm. kind of for sure. Here. So that that's those are my two reasons. Like it is going to be hard moving here. So if you're able to adapt and if you are really interested in Japan, go right ahead. Would I recommend it? No. Even even though I wanted to come here, you know, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. No, I can see that. That's I can really see that. There are some things I feel like some people can't handle. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everyone. So And everyone's experience is different too. Like mm-hmm. coming here, like black and brown folks white folks east asian folks southeast asian folks like everybody's experience here is different true and honestly you're not the only one with that opinion some people have like hardcore reasons as to like no don't move here and i mean i think they're most of them are valid so i say just look into what japan is like mm-hmm. for the most part and see if you fit in yeah but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Hey. If you have any other questions about living in Japan or have any topic suggestions, mm-hmm. leave a comment below or on any of our social platforms. Yes. Yeah. And our episode collection is building up. So if yeah. you want to hear us ramble some more, check out our other podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. We have so many. We cover various topics. You're bound to find something you like because we sure. don't just stick to one type of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, this is abnormal. We got our own take on things. You know, I'm kind of abnormal. Bree's kind of abnormal. We abnormal. <laughs> Just kind of. A little bit, you know, so you'll find something. Yeah. And then if you enjoy visual content, check mm-hmm. out our YouTube channel and Instagram. Yes. Subscribe and follow for random videos that we post there. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate everyone that tuned in. Yes. Y'all are great. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Um, leave us a like and review if you enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Abnormal Japan podcast. Stay tuned for future content by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us by leaving us a review, sharing us on your socials, or even joining the Abnormie community on Patreon. Until next time.